this is the Pain and Pride Quarterly Slush Pile. Sometimes we do talk about books, but mostly what we do, our objective is to talk about submissions to our slush pile that um, we feel would like to discuss on air. And we ask the authors for a secondary permission, and then we do exactly that. So essentially, we're having an editorial board meeting as our episode. And um, the we and the us is not going to get broken down for you. And I'm going to start with me, because that's how I am. This is Kathleen Volkmiller, and I'm an essayist and director of the graduate program in publishing here at Drexel and co-editor of Painted by Quarterly with so many amazing, wonderful people, including this guy right over here on my left, Tim Fitz. Hello, my name is Tim Fitz, and I'm the author of two short story collections, Go Home and Cry for Yourselves and Hypothermia. And also, I don't want to forget to mention that I have a story single available on Amazon called Sand on Sand Yellow. Uh, which is not in either of the collections, but is a standalone piece. Neato. And next to me is John Wahlbarger. <laughs> My name is John Wahlbarger, and uh, I'm a poet. I have three books of poems out, and poems coming out in uh, Antioch, American Poetry Review, and Poetry Ireland Review, and a new book next spring. And Excellent. He just told us that right now. Yay! Yay. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> That's exciting. And we have? Uh, I am Ali Ziabash, uh, Kathleen Volkmiller's co-op currently here at Drexel. I'm a third-year English student, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and we're so happy to have him. And um, today, we only have one remote fellow, and it's Jason up in New York. Hi, it's Jason. Um, I am in my office in lovely Tribeca um, at the Borough of Manhattan Community College, where our union has just been dealt a huge blow by the Supreme Court. And oh, I saw that on my way in. Listening to this podcast when we release it, you'll know exactly what day we recorded it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's okay, though. That's okay. Yeah, wow. I saw that just like a news alert on my phone and didn't get a chance to investigate anything. I'm very sorry, Jason. I don't right. have a union at all, though. So try yeah. that. In, the, in that sort of game. How much are your insurance premiums? Um, so, guys, you know, I always like to say what's happening, actually, and, and our, our addition is John Wahlbarger. That's our new for today. So he's our he's our podcast uh, virgin, and we're going to see how, how he flies with that. And speaking of virgins, guess what? I am the only chick today. <laughs> you should have seen what these boys were doing earlier. They were all playing with, this, with the devices and, you know, being such boys. Marion um, is in the air, probably. She may have landed by now. I'm not sure. She's on her way to Italy. She might be in Florence, for all we know. She might be sleeping. I don't know. But, yeah, that's why she's not here, and that's why I'm I'm here. Um, but I'm ready to go. So today, we have one poem by one poet and two poems by another poet, and we're going to start with the one. And um, I, I think, I don't know. Who wants to read this? Jason? Um, okay, the Karen Neuberg, same yes, house. Yes, thank you. Karen Neuberg, same house. When I think of it as my father's house, nostalgia pours over me, mantle of loose strife and ragweed. I remember lounging in our small yard as we talked about the shades we saw in clouds and how his hand reached to me to help me onto the roof as we tarred around the chimney. When I think of it as my mother's house, I can be alone in a room with orange things, curtains, a rug, 
painting on the wall. When my mother enters, there is a glow over everything. She brings a tray of store-bought cookies. We dunk them into milk. When I think of my mother and father in their house, there is both silence and chatter, laughter, and the restlessness of myself, caught in the static that seemed the sameness of each day. They allowed me my rudeness and timid rage. They allowed me to leave, fussing enough to let me know I could return. Little did I know how many ways I would, years after they were gone. Thank you, Jason. Always, always so um, beautiful in your readings. So I think she has some nerve to talk about cookies and milk. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, give you a little dig in the store bought cookies. Yeah, the store. I do love that the least the cookies are store bought, right? And I'm so glad that the garish orange of the '70s is long gone. May it never come back. But I, but I kind of had that same thing when she says, "I remember the house." You know, we had like flower power wallpaper in the dining room that had a lot of orange in it. Well, I, I mean, I think like my favorite line is really uh, when my mother enters, there is a glow over everything. Yeah. And that way in which in memory, um, light is so weird. Mm. Right? Like, I don't know. Do you have this where like your memories are oddly lit? Sure. Yeah. They're like magenta. They're like old <laughs> photographs. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to like about this poem. I really, uh, I love in the last stanza, the restlessness of, my, restlessness of myself caught in the static that seemed the sameness of every day, of each day. They allowed me my rudeness and timid rage. Mm -hmm. It seems very specific mm -hmm. and, uh, and I feel it. But I, that same line about the glow kind of put me off a little bit. When my mother enters, there is a glow over everything. It seemed like a reveal that we're, in a memory, like it's not uh, an enactment in the present, but it's like this um, description of what happens in the mind. But it seemed like the first thing that the brain lands on, like, oh, there was a glow over everything. But I don't know. I find it hard to describe, but something was missing there. Interesting. Well, because the whole thing, obviously, is nostalgia, right? Which I wanted to talk about that, too. Like, does the fact that she calls it and says you know, a nostalgia pours over me and then does give us descriptions that are so, that are, um, you know, a bit used, you know, the cloud shapes and the cookies and milk um, because she names it and owns it. I mean, I certainly remember going to bed at night waiting for Santa Claus. And I remember, I remember all the tropes too, don't we? I mean, that's why they become tropes because we do have, those sorts of memories, and we share that. Do, are we going to, you know, criticize her or praise her for using these memories that are easily found? I, I sort of feel similar to John. I mean, I, I like the idea of it, but to me it's a little bit like 2% milk. Like it's... It's just not, it just doesn't have the fat in it that I need to really get off. Mm. I, I love, 
I mean, certain part, like the loose, I love the word loose strife. Um, I didn't realize how much I love this word until I saw it in the second line. And um, I love the curtains. I also like that this, the cookies are store-bought, but I'm, and the timid rage is great, but it's just kind of gets me right up to that edge. And I'm kind of like my mouth is sort of watering for some final mm-hmm. or some some element that completes the experience. Mm-hmm. Well, and then that brings us to the very end. And like, Kathy, I agree that this poem kind of tells us what it is right at the beginning. It's going to be about nostalgia. And then there's this hue of orange. And so it's kind of happening in the mind. We know that. And then there's this moment of timid rage. And I agree with Tim that there's this expectation then of something a little deeper. But then there's this last line. Little did I know how many ways I would years after they were gone. Like, re- And that is to return to these memories over and over again. But then all it is is a, a recollection. It is, it's just I remember them. I go back. And I guess on the one hand we could say it this poem knows what it is and there are some satisfying images there. But on the other hand, the timid rage also makes me long for something a little bit more like a revelation at the end that kind mm-hmm. of doesn't exactly occur. Mm-hmm. The the final line is so reminiscent of um, those winter Sundays, right? The way that mm-hmm. Robert Hayden kind of like right. flips it back and then says like, okay, so while all that was happening, I didn't know that I would relate to it differently as an adult. Right. And like, I... It, it, in, in some ways, like, I really love this line about returning, but in the other way, it be, because, like, what Kathy's saying, what she, what, what has been described as so familiar, um, that the return to it has sort of a, has already happened, right? Because, right. like, we're, we're, we're in such familiar territory that to be told that we go back to it is like, well, we, we just did. I, yeah. I mean, like, it, it didn't exactly. quite zing for me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't sort of like reverberate back across the poem in the way that I sort of felt it getting close to. Right. Well, and the language throughout is very disarming. Like it invites the reader strongly into the poem. It's colloquial. When I think of my mother and father in their house. So we're, we're in it. But then I feel like this, they allowed me my rudeness and timid rage seems to be deepening a little. And then I think we need, for this to be a great poem, we need to be hit between the eyes at the end. And I agree that it's just a kind of repetition of what we already know at the end. Mm-hmm. I feel like every family background has something there that other people would find shocking. And it's different for every family. Some are really shocking. Some aren't. They're just weird. And there's there's some element in there that's that needs to come out, yeah. you know, just some you know, whatever that thing is. Right. I feel like she probably knows what it is and is trying to get as close as possible without saying it because it's a weird thing that everybody, because everyone <laughs> has that weird thing. You don't want to get to it. And that's one of the challenges. I, I don't know about poets, but as a fiction writer, how to get to the weird stuff through an angle where everyone's not going to hate you. And or and it's also a matter of embarrassment. Well, embarrassment, absolutely. Uh, Ali, do you want to jump in? <clears throat> yeah, I, I like the um, the last paragraph of the, the, the poem, much like everybody else, the, the language here, laughter and the restlessness of myself caught in the static that seemed the sameness each day. I like that line, but um, I agree 
that the uh, the last line of the poem kind of takes takes it away from from a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's kind of describing what she just did, and now that's what I just did. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen though, because I thought it's gonna. I'm I'm thinking it's not going to happen, but it's going to happen. Then I got the timid rage, and I thought, here it comes. Yeah. And then it it didn't fizzed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was wanting to, like, I mean, I, I often feel this kind of disavowal of the younger self um, doesn't quite work for me, right? Like, the, the, I mean, she's so critical of her own rudeness and her own timid rage. And I'm kind of like, well, what were you, like, right? Like, kind of lean into that, right? What were you mad yeah. about? Well, exactly. This is like, almost what? an example of telling us that, you know, like, why not, why not give us an example? Yeah, I, I wanted to get in like that. That sort of felt like where the specificity was, and she's already kind of disowned it as something that was sort of outgrowable. You know, I used to before. Be, I mean, <laughs> just before many tragedies befell me, I used to think that um, my desire to be a writer was silly because it didn't have. I had an idyllic childhood, pretty much, pretty much, right. But there is always the weird, too, you know, and this is just the gloss without ever the the thing, the meat. I like the way you described it, you know, the 2% milk, you know, not that I don't think I've ever drinking whole milk, drank whole milk in my life. Maybe as a child, I must have. Yeah, it's thick for me. I don't like it. I don't actually like milk. (laughs) I like raw milk. You like what kind of milk? R- raw milk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> chilled. I mean, I'm like, oh, I drink it warm. I don't care. Oh, I used yeah. to, it, when I first no, moved to Korea, much. I would get the milk out of the carton and it would have like the clumpy fat at the at the top. And I couldn't get that down for a while, but I, you know, it was a matter of time. No, this I is the, the crave. This is the raw this, stuff. This there's is, no, <laughs> there's no orange gloss over there. This is this is the raw material. Oh boy. Um, guys, I think we might be ready to vote. What do you think? Sure. 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 Okay. Shall we? One, two, three, vote. And it's not going to happen for this poem. Karen Newberg, thank you so much for allowing us to discuss your work. Keep sending. And um, thank you. All right. Sadie Shore Parks Lunacy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to want John to read one of these. So you pick which one of those you'd like to read. Can and I'll I, read the other. Which one do you want? Can I read uh, Good Sleep? Sure. So that means I'm reading Lunacy. Are you trying to imply something? What? Uh, <laughs> the weirdness is coming out. <laughs> I'm covering it. <laughs> you know, I am the middle child of five children. Does that explain everything? Okay. All right. This is Lunacy by Sadie Shore Parks. There are pen marks across the sky, black from a laundry accident. I'm in my backyard hanging clothes on a line. No, I'm online, imagining hanging laundry. I can see a lilac dusk and a red rug. I can imagine my backyard full of baklava trees. I can predict a gray night sky, light pollution pulling around the stadium, the moon out of frame. Last night, I saw the true moon suspended in my bedroom mirror, so I gasped and I asked, why am I getting so lucky? And I wished, stay with me through this jag 
or till I'm done watching. And I chanted, come up my porch steps, come up my porch steps, walk through my screen door. I can be withholding too. So. Well, somebody's supposed to say, great reading, Kathleen. Great oh, reading, Kathleen. Yeah, yeah, that's usually, yeah, we do that for a minute so that everybody can still read and think. <laughs> Listeners, if this is your first episode, sometimes we go dead silent immediately after a poem is read. <laughs> and I can imagine people, like, checking their phones real fast. Is it play? What, what happened? What happened? Um, but it's because we're thinking. So to cover the thinking, we usually try to say something. There's so no sorry like, about that. there's sorry no space that. online to be awestruck. <laughs> well, you know, go on to the next thing. Jed Appenrod came and spoke here, and um, and you know, like everyone else in the world, I'm a fan of Radio Lab, and I didn't know though that there's actually a phrase now called the Radio Lab pause. <laughs> So, like, if you're in conversation and it goes silent for, like, just that uncomfortable, leaning into that uncomfortable moment, it's called a radio lab pause because they do that dead air on their show purposefully. So that's what we did. Why did I just talk so much? That was on purpose. We let lunacy just hang in the air. Um, I'm going to fill time for another second as well and say, readers, I mean, listeners, you can read. Remember that you can look at these poems on our uh, pbqmag.org pages. And um, if you ever want to read along or read afterwards or, or put it on pause and go read or whatever, whatever, whatever you want, it's there for you. Now, to the poem. Enough thinking. Start speaking. It, almost every stanza has an image that I find familiar and new at the same time that's phrased in a way that I find uh, really nice. Um, even the no, I'm online imagining hanging laundry. If there are any more online jokes, I'd be out. But uh-huh. I like this one <laughs> placed. Um, I like the light pollution pooling around the stadium. I like it being around a stadium. I love that image. Mm-hmm. Um, and I live down the street from the, the, the sports complex here in Philadelphia, and I love to look at those uh those big bowls of gray sky yeah. during games. Um, but by the time I get to the end of the poem, which the whole thing I really enjoy, I just pray at some point that I don't, I don't like the title. I think the title for me is just too much of the whole lunar stuff. Um, I don't even, it's just, to me, it clashes. There's a clash between them because everything about the poem is so comfortable and new and fresh and, and, and lonely. And I think it just does get to like a weird, the weirdness of it with the, I can be withholding too. Like I'm slapped in the face with a narrative that's happening in this person's life that I get complete control over. Um, and you get control because she hasn't explicated it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. she's set enough up to that point mm-hmm. where I got what I need Mm-hmm. To now make it mine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm just gobsmacked. I mean, every single line, almost every single line, has this has this amazing reversal in the next line, and like it's so weird and disorienting. And I just feel like I'm being turned around and around and around. You know, it's like being like wound up for like pin the tail on the donkey or something. 
Um, <laughs> that's a very interesting way of describing that's it. That's the way I feel reading this one, too. I, I really like this poet. Uh, can I refer to the other poem just from a distance? <laughs> that's a thing that Tim and I, I yell about. No, you no, cannot. No, okay, I won't. Well, <laughs> go for it. He asked, he asked. <laughs> if somebody asks my permission, I'd get to say no. I'm not allowed to uh, refer to the other poem, but... Well... I mean, I guess you could say something really general. We haven't read it yet. Do you want to say? I'll it? say I really like this poet. Okay. Um, but I, I do agree with Tim that the uh, the title, and I'll say things that I like about it because <laughs> I really do like it. But the title uh, seemed like maybe a temptation that the poet couldn't resist because it had the, <laughs> the double meaning of yeah. uh, of um, yeah. the lunar part. But then the lunacy part, I don't love. I think because. It's uh, it's almost like a kind of lens for poetry that the poet is giving, like a kind of like the poetic mind is one that makes these wild associations and leaps and shifts, which mm-hmm. I think is what she's the area that she's entering. You know, the pen marks across the sky. No, it's a laundry accident. No, online, you know, mm-hmm. shift, 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 which I love. But the lunacy kind of tells us slightly how to think of it mm-hmm. in a way that, well, let's just say the other poem <laughs> is... <laughs> It's, it's not as, as subtle, that aspect, as it could be, I would think. Jason, you were going to say something. No? Um, not really. I mean, actually, um, John kind of said what I was going to say. Okay. Um, which is a sort of wonderful um, disorientation. Um, and I just I just feel like like the guided experience, it, it's not exactly surrealism, right? I mean, it's not. No. Um, I don't know. It's like it's it's like this very, just sort of very well managed associational experience where I just keep being flipped and flipped and flipped. Mm-hmm. I, and I really liked it. And, and really you enjoyed liked. the flipping. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I'm online imagining hanging laundry. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, it's fabulous. I love it, and I also love the backyard full of baklava trees. Yeah. Damn. Um, right. I, I love that she's inviting us in her mind. I'm just using the female pronoun. Sorry. And um, and is is not being surreal about it that she's saying, I can imagine I can imagine, you know, this this could be happening. And I asked, why am I getting so lucky? I, I, there's something so. I, I love this person when she says that. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to know her, if that makes any sense at all. Like, the character, the persona that would have these thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And just hitting the right word at particular moments, like that lucky and the jag. Yeah. Stay with me through this jag or till I'm done watching. And she's having a conversation with the moon, with the I moon. think, right? I think so. And yeah. I feel like this last stanza bears repeating. I, I love the last stanza. Do it. Do it. Do it. And I chanted, come up my porch steps, come up my porch steps, walk through my screen door. I can be withholding too. This word withholding. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Awesome. It's awesome. Because as Tim said, I think that brings us out into the true narrative. But that can also be about the moon, right? The moon doesn't show you all of itself all of the time. Yeah. You know? I love it. Layers. Did you think of that? 
Uh, I mean, uh, the, the thing that's sticking with me the most is the is the the jag or till I'm done watching. I, I really like that. It really stuck with me while I was reading. Um, this this poem has some great imagery throughout. Uh, the only thing that I don't like that you guys liked was the uh, the online imagining hanging laundry. Something about that just <laughs> wasn't into it as much. But everything else is is so good. You know, I always um, end up owning the fact that I'm probably the most domestic of any of us, right? Like I, I did raise the kids and, you know, have, and, and all that traditional um, household stuff. You have no idea for a woman who is pressured in between worlds of like being this great mom and making all the food on Pinterest, right? <laughs> and then having to live your real life too, how that kind of stuff does happen like shouldn't I hang my laundry oh my god I have never hung laundry what is wrong with me what kind of woman am I what kind of you know human being am I shouldn't I experience that you know like all of these um this is what I should be doing things came to mind for me with that like I I'm not ever really in my backyard hanging clothes on a line but I can imagine what that would be like (laughs) you know you ever read things and think I should be, should I be doing that? Is that something I should be doing? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're reading this as a person who's busy and also like elsewhere. Or also doesn't give a fuck about hanging laundry on the line, but every now and then thinks, should I do that? Well, it's the you know? second most domestic person <laughs> in the room, and it's a distant second. But no, no, no. Still, you take a but, lot of care of those kids. But, but I do find, like, when the chores are piling up and I, you find yourself looking at something online, sometimes you the, the trap of it is sometimes you still feel like you're accomplishing something, and then it's two hours later, and you realize the week is ruined because you're, all, you're too far behind with everything, and... I, yeah. I like that. The lull of it. I like, like that. I like that now. That, that, <laughs> that, that sold me. This, uh, these, this last stanza, though, um, come up my porch steps, come up my porch steps. It has the, um, what drew me in was the, it's in this imperative vo- voice. It's suddenly in this trochaic uh, meter. It's an incantation, kind of like Macbeth. And it, and it draws, like the weird sisters of Macbeth, it draws us in. But she gives us another little tell. I chanted. And I feel like it's a tell, like lunacy as the title, and we don't need it. And I feel like in this in this one, dot, 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 yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I, I feel like she's giving us little helps that, to me, are not lifelines that I need. They feel yeah. like, they feel like uh, I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you lightly on lunacy. I get your points on the title, all of you who disagreed about the title, but it doesn't bug me. It wouldn't have irked me if you guys hadn't talked about it. But I disagree with you strongly about Chanted. I need and want Chanted, and I think it adds a power that would not be there if it was if the line was just repeated. You know, just repeating come up my porch steps would not have been as powerful without mm. chanting. Who of us chants? How frequently do we chant? When do you use the verb? Well, I chanted, right? Never. So, so it's for me, it was really special and, and it was a help, but in a way that worked for me, gave it a power. It's like a mantra. Yeah. But isn't it a mantra anyway without the word chanted? Just because she says it twice? Uh, well, the whole uh, 
the whole form of the last part. Even walk through my screen door. It's got the the directive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I said. I, it is, but I still think that word adds power. Mm-hmm. I I still think maybe it's not needed, but I think it it adds. It doesn't take away from me. It's not a detractor. Do you like the word? Uh, I I mean, I think it's necessary as well, just because of the format of the last two stanzas. And I wished and I chanted. I I feel like it would be a bit awkward if um, and I chanted was removed. Good point. Mm. And I gasped and I asked. Right? (laughs) We've got all those verbs going with the I. Yeah. Uh, Since we all have... uh, Acknowledge that there's another poem coming from Sadie Shore Parks. Do we want to vote on this one or do we still have things to say? We're going to vote? Okay, we're voting to vote, so here we go. Here we go. One, two, three, vote. And it's unanimously in. Woo! Yay, Sadie Shore Parks, thank you so much for lunacy. And now we are moving on <clears throat> to the second poem by her called Good Sleep. And John Wahlbarger is going to read that for us. Good sleep. Tonight is wonderful, considering. Earth is never urged to be so indigo, so chilled. Two crows settled in my tree, a boring mutt of oak and pine outside my kitchen window. I see their rainbow necks twisting while I eat breakfast. Naturally, my dreams are no longer good thinking grounds, swooping shadows on noon sky dead bird under the wire. Dead bird under the wire. My mouth opens and there is a beak inside. It begs the question, did I shoot too far? A prairie made of sidewalk blocks, shaved bark speckling all of it. Thank you. Great reading. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> really, though, John is a really good reader. You should really? you should hear him read his own work. Mm. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. And my favorite part is naturally my dreams are no longer good thinking grounds. Yeah. You know, because when you know, don't you hate it when you have to wake up and move right away? Like when the day interrupts your morning, like when the day interrupts your dreams. Yeah, and you I don't really get like a chance to hang on for a second. What, Jason? That repetition of dead bird under the wire. Uh-huh. I loved that. That was really great. Yeah, that's a great risk. I... My mouth opens and there's a beak inside. Really nice. Yeah, that's weirdness. That's true weirdness. Yeah, that's in, true dreamy in, in, weirdness, in, in, right? Any more dream weirdness than it, it becomes dumb. It's like right <laughs> It's right up against it, you know? Yeah, it took me a little while to get in, but once I was I was in that spot, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It begs the question, did I shoot too far? Talk about that for me, por favor. Like overreaching, I'm thinking? Overreaching for what? What, the dream itself? Mm-hmm. The beak inside the mouth? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really need it to make literal sense. Sure, sure. I was just wondering what you made of it. Um, yeah. yeah. I am with Jason because to me, the first three stanzas of the poem up to the first saying of Dead Bird Under the Wire, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but they're kind of like waking time. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm awake, maybe eating breakfast, and there's a window with an actual literal crow outside. And then to me, 
this is how I read it. The repetition of Dead Bird Under the Wire begins the dream, like the the a kind of reenactment oh, of the dream. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She that, is still thinking about the dream. Yeah, yeah, I guess she's thinking of it, but what we get is a reenactment of it, like mm-hmm. a kind of like here it is again, like David Lynch style. And that's why, like Jason says, I, I did take it, like Ali says, as a the did I shoot too far as an overreach of some kind. But it doesn't the end doesn't need to make literal sense, I don't think. No. But it yeah. should have its own logic, which I think it does. Mm-hmm. And what about that first stanza? I mean, uh, Am I being too literal by saying, like, okay, so she goes to sleep. Earth is never urged to be so indigo, so chilled. And then the next stanza is waking up. Tonight I, mean, is, I could have started the poem at True Crows Settled in My Tree. That's what I'm wondering about that first stanza, because we're in the night there. Considering. I love tonight is wonderful, considering. I love that. The yeah. comma, the spe- line spacing, yeah. all of it. Reversal again. Yeah. But... And, and even Earth is never urged to be so indigo, so chilled. I love that stanza, I love that. Yeah. but I am still asking, you know, what you think about starting at night and then and then breakfast in stanza two. I do feel like you could you could almost cut this into two poems. I would like the tonight is wonderful considering Earth is never urged to be so indigo so chill. I like that as a poem, mm-hmm. and I like the rest of it as a poem. Well, they it's could a, both be a, called a, good a, sleep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a twofer. I would jump at that. We, good can, sleep can, one, can, good sleep two. Can we? I don't know if this is appropriate. Can we vote on accepting two poems? Mm, well, no. But Sadie, <laughs> Sadie can listen to this and decide if she wants to play yeah. with it. I think, and then we can revote. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Excellent. You're so excited. <laughs> You should see how straight he's sitting up in his chair now. <laughs> how about Dead Bird? I'm just going to be the question asker on this one. Fourth stanza, Dead Bird with a capital B on the bird. Oh, yeah. Why, why'd that happen? What's that meaning? Well, to me, that maybe is part of the indication that we've undergone some kind of shift here. Mm. Bird is the bird's name. Bam. <laughs> in the dream right bird could be bird that's a great mixing of the the character and the bird too I mean if this if this dead bird under wire in the next line is that she has wings or something corny I would be out so hard mm. but with a beak in the mouth it's just gross enough uh, to mm-hmm. like suck you in and you don't argue with it at all and be one of those dream images that fucking stays with yeah. you right? <laughs> yeah because like, you can oh. feel it yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all day you're like the it begs the question I don't know if you guys read it the same way to me that's the beak inside the mouth mm. is it my mouth opens and there's a beak inside it begs the question did I shoot too far sure so yeah, right. Um, Go ahead. I, I to me, I'm taking this as a an invitation to read it as a we're in a deepening mm. space here of some uh-huh, kind. Uh-huh. Like so, to me, that means the dream. Yeah, like did they allow themselves to get too wrapped up into the dream? And that last image too, as well, is in the dream, right? A prairie made of sidewalk blocks. I just see this vista, mm. you know, of sidewalk. Yeah? 
now? I'm dying to know what you guys think of that last stanza. I love it. I'm I'm uh, I'm getting a description in the dream. I'm in the dream, and that's what I see is like a huge plaza, <laughs> you know, prairie, like whatever. You've seen that much cement, that much paved, right? But with shaved bark, just sprinkled all about, right? Literally, what she yeah. says. I'm seeing it as part of the dream. I like Apocalypse Plaza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has such an ability to surprise. Yeah. Like over and over. And like Tim says, with the kind of restraint, like mm-hmm. it's, I think she's very talented. Uh, and also, we keep thinking about this beak inside the mouth. I love that it's titled Good Sleep because it was a weird dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. It's the opposite of lunacy. Yeah. This, this yeah. title fits everything. Yeah. How about shaved bark speckling all of it? That kind of hit me the wrong way the first time I read it, but then... What, the what was more... wrong? What happened? Well, I don't know what shaved bark is. I had the same moment. I was like, shaved bark? Well, what did you come to, Jason? Shaved of bark? Like it? Bark that's furry and has been shaved? Like, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> well, you can shave wood, and it doesn't have to be furry. Shaving, I imagine, right. chips of bark. Yeah. That's all just wood yeah, shaving. I'm a very you know, literal reader. Very, very literal. And so, yeah, it just sort of like, it, it try, I couldn't quite make out what shaved bark was. But I love speckling all of them. Yeah. I never thought of a razor. I thought of wood chips. Yeah. Or I, like, you know, so many trees do lose their bark, too. Like, they, you know, bark pieces mm. peel off, right? I came to the wood image, too, or, or like a clear cut. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, to me, it goes to this apocalyptic place. So the prairie made of sidewalk blocks is also kind of apocalyptic. But then shaved bark speckling all of it, it doesn't quite match the sidewalk blocks, but I don't care. It feels like a deepening into something yeah. even weirder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm ultimately, I mean, I, I, I ultimately like kind of came around to it. But it took me a while. It's all the silence mean we're thinking or that we're ready to vote. I think we're ready to vote. I think we're ready to vote. Okay. Shall we then? One, two, three, vote. And Sadie Shore Parks has a twofer today. Woohoo! Another unanimous yes. Thank you so much, Sadie. Um, yeah. Gosh, don't even know what to say other than that. Thank you so much. What a what a great episode. Really nice to have you join us, John. Jason, nice to hear your voice. We just spooned the other day. I think this might be <laughs> the shortest we've ever gone of seeing each other and spooning and then short. meeting each other on the podcast. And that was an amazing meal, though, too, wasn't it? Oh, my God. It was so good. Yes. I highly oh recommend God. fish next time. It was your favorite fish, right? That was a bronzino you had? I had the bronzino, yeah. Oh, and it was so good. pretty amazing. And those oysters were rocking. Oh, Everything was delicious. I don't really like oysters, but I like those oysters. Yeah. So uh, we were in New York and Jason and Michael Broder, who's been on this podcast as well, uh, joined Marion and Ren and I for dinner after the Pride uh, Parade, Pride Day. And um, the 
bowl of roasted vegetables they gave us was the color of the rainbow. Yeah. We were lit- and then, of course, we did go to the big, I- big gay ice cream shop, which might have been the highlight of my entire weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that not the best ice cream? It was sick. Sick. <gasps> and, the- and then we came up- went home and spooned. And it was really, really fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So uh, we were discussing what we were reading over the summer when we began this episode. So, um Readers, please tell us what you're reading this summer, other than PBQ, because we know you're always dipping in and out of that. There's 47 years worth to read, 46, something like that. Uh, what are you reading, Ollie? Um, to put me on the spot, uh, (laughs) mostly, um, my summer reading has been taking in MMA editorials, but that's, that's, uh, that's the extent of it currently, unfortunately. Can you explain what that even means? MMA editorials? Yeah, like, like the latest news in, in, Uh, in the fighting universe, you know what I mean? uh, Are are you, are you a fighter or just a fan? Uh, perhaps one day I might, uh, dabble a bit, but I don't want to, uh say too many big words uh, without <laughs> without but results. He, he has trained. He has uh, participated. Nobody thinks they can take Ollie come to the studio. Come down here now. His It'll be our next Ollie. podcast is going to be a fight. He has he has participated. Right now he is working on his studies. Uh, and I think I'm going to just keep speaking for you. I think the fact that you do have this desk job and you read all freaking day every day is probably what is affecting your reading. Mm, right? I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, but that means you should be fighting on your off hours. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we could do it. We could do it this summer. We've lots of time this summer. John, what are you reading? Um, like Tim, I've been kind of uh, dipping into a classic, uh, Gogol's Dead Souls, oh. which I never read back when I was a young man. Awesome. Oh, you're still a young man. You readers, listeners, you should see this man. I'm 48. <laughs> I don't know. That's young. I think, aren't we young until we're 70, right? Like, if yeah. you die before you're 70, people go, he was so young. Yeah, that's true. That's right? true. <laughs> I hope they don't say that anytime soon. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you're on the spot now. What are you reading? Joe's a reader. Our sound engineer. At the moment, I am <coughs> rereading uh, 1970s National Geographics. <laughs> wow! I found a whole pile of them at my parents' house when they moved out, and the journalism and the writing is really good. Wow, yeah, that's yeah, fascinating. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Jason, I don't think you chimed in on this. I what are you doing? I am reading A History of the French Revolution. That's the only thing that didn't lead me to join in in the, in the reading process. <laughs> I would even read the MMA editorials, I think, before the French Revolution. Because, you know, people always make reference to it, and I realize I don't really know what a Jacobin is, and I don't really know what the Third Estate was. So I was, I was, I've been reading that. I've also been reading um, Dictee, because, you know, classics I never read. Yeah. Um, That's a theme. What? That's a theme, classics I never yeah, read. Yeah, so I was getting to, I, I got to dictate, and it's, it's very interesting. I've never read anything like that. <laughs> Jason, then, um, Jason, if you find uh, schematics for guillotines, send it to me. I think we need to start making some. <laughs> well, that, that's actually, I mean, that, that's the other piece. It's like finding historical eras where things were worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Surely it's been this bad or worse. <laughs> Please, please let that be true. Um, Right, that makes sense. But we've just we've just reached like these. Oh my god! Like I 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We better not go there. Yeah, we'll be another go. hour. And we're supposed we're to be like hour. an upbeat yeah, so place anyway, of respite for our listeners. <laughs> right. Aren't we also trying to take you out of the world for a moment as you listen to this? Yeah. I hope. And then I, I was reading um, Nicole Seeley's Ordinary Beast. Oh, it was really wonderful. I'm really enjoying that. I was teaching her Clue um, Sistina. Do you know that she has like a double Sistina about Clue, which is then followed by an erasure poem of the double Sistina? Oh, no, um, I did not know that. Yeah, like it's it's really like you're like, wow, like that's that's you talk about, you know, like being pulled into something and then just being pulled further and further in. You're yeah, like, okay. that's cool. That's very neat. So building the bridge as you walk across it. Yeah, yeah. right. Which, yeah. Okay. All right, let's end with that. <laughs> Building a bridge as you walk across it, because that just kind of blows my mind. That's something to ponder. Um, and I'll dream of that probably tonight now. wonder wow. if I'll make it. Um, so thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And thank you, Karen Newberg and Sadie Shore Parks, for allowing us to discuss your work. Uh, listeners, tell us how we're doing. Follow us on all the platforms. And keep reading. Woohoo!